Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. How's everybody doing? How many of you got blinded by one of those JPEGs that came up? It was like, Friendsgiving. I was like, whoa, I've seen the light. No. <laughs> well, welcome to church. We're so glad all of you are here tonight. Are you glad you're here? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. I um, really feel like I have a, an in-time, in-season kind of word for you, uh, for you tonight. <clears throat> but before we get there, just kind of want to share some good news with you. How many of you would take any good news you can get in 2020? Come on, somebody. Good news. So... This morning at 3.18 a.m., Mr. and Mrs. Cody Sykes gave birth to this little thing. Look at this little girl. This is Collins Faith. And like I said, they had her early this morning. I can't say they, because Cody didn't, didn't do anything. Um, she, Stacy had the baby, and, and uh, they are just kind of smitten. They are uh, just having a, a great time with her already. Um, I wanted to read some of her stats. She's already got some stats. You ready for these? Eight pounds, eight ounces. What's up, girl? Eight pounds, eight ounces. She's 20 inches long. And um, yeah, it was just, uh, uh, Stacy's doing great. Mom's doing great. So uh, they're, they're having a good time. So obviously, we decided to let him not come to service tonight. We're like, just this once. No, I'm kidding. Um, so he's at home enjoying the baby. I think he got to sit around, hold his baby, and watch the masters all day. And my point is he already went to church. He's good. He got everything he needed right then. So he's, he's good. Well, uh, let's jump in. Let's jump in tonight. Hebrews chapter four. If you have your Bible, go ahead and take it out. <clears throat> you have your phone. You like to follow along there. Hebrews chapter four, verses 14 through 16. Love this, this scripture. It's one of those scriptures that um, kind of lets you know where you stand with Jesus, where you stand with God. It lets you know what, what is made available to you, what he did for you. And the author of, of Hebrews says this in verse 14. He says, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Aren't you, aren't you excited tonight? Aren't you glad tonight that, that Jesus went through what he went through? Are you, are you, are you kind of happy that Jesus is actually able to sympathize with you tonight? Did you know that? Does it matter what you've been through? Does it matter what temptation that you have faced? Did you know Jesus has already faced it? That he's already been through every season. He's been through everything you could walk through as a human on the face of this earth. See, he's not some God that is unrelatable. He's not some God that's up there on his throne looking down at you from a distance. No, he came to the earth. He experienced life. Why? So that he could sympathize and relate to anything that you walk through. He's faced every single temptation. Like he even, like even little Debbie's, yes, he's faced every single, every single temptation. The difference is we're in relationship with a God who did not sin, not one time. But he loved humanity so much that he needed to walk through some things so that he could relate, so that he could sympathize. How many of you have someone in your life that you can relate to that relates to you? 
Anybody that's ever sympathized with you before? Isn't it, isn't it amazing that when we go through some hard things in life, it's, it's amazing when we find someone who's already been through it. We, we, we can find someone who has, that, that, that can relate to us. I, I just ran into one of our staff members a couple weeks ago and he had just lost his dad. And, and I was kind of in a moment where I realized, man, I, I honestly don't, I don't have much to say. Because you know what? I haven't been through that season. I haven't been through that in my life. I don't know what it's like. Oh, but I'm glad that he can find somebody that has walked through that, that has been through that tough time. You see, Jesus was this. He is this for us. He can relate to us. He can sympathize with us. But he, he's kind of a, he can kind of do even better than that. Because he doesn't just relate and he doesn't just sympathize. But it goes on to say that he actually gives us the help that we need most. You see, it's one thing to be able to sympathize with somebody. It's another thing to be able to say, hey, I, I get what you're going through, and here's the answer that you're looking for. Here's the help that you need. It goes on to say that in verse 16. It says, let us then with confidence, say confidence. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Notice what's available, the grace to help us in time of need. Tonight, I, I want to talk to you about how your mess can become your message. I want to talk to you about how your mess can become your message. Maybe you're going through a hard time right now. Maybe you're going through a messy time right now. Can I just say God's developing a message in you? You see, this is, the, this is the thing about God. Many of you know this, and, and if you don't, I wanna kind of welcome you to this knowledge. God actually works in seasons. Did you know that God works in seasons? Our life with it, does anybody, no one shook their head. Does anybody know that God works in seasons? Anybody right here? Okay, good, good, I'm just making sure. He works in seasons. Our journey with him, our life with him is actually in seasons. We are in a season and we are out of a season. We come in and we come out. Guess what? If you just got out of a season, I got good news for you. You're about to go into another one. And if you are in a season you don't want to be in, I got good news. Eventually, you're about to come out of it because this is how it works with God. We go in and out of seasons. Ecclesiastes 3 talks about this. It says there are, there's a time and a season for everything under the heavens. You know, we see, these, we see this example just naturally. We see fall, winter, spring, summer. We actually, we, we, we see all of them all at once because we live in Texas. And, the, and Yeah, so it's like, okay, God, we got it. We got like two weeks and like, yep, we understand seasons. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> but even naturally, we see these things. Even like Cody and Stacy having a baby, it's a new season for them. A season of joy, a season of zero sleep, a season of joy and no sleep. You gotta find it somewhere. God works. He works in seasons. You know, I've been, I've been through a lot of seasons in my life. Not too many, but I've been through, through quite a few. Been through a lot of hard seasons. Been through some tough seasons. Been through some seasons where God said, hey, I need you to increase your capacity. Been through a season where he said, hey, I need you to become a stronger leader. Hey, I need you to get tougher. Hey, I need you to learn how to endure. Hey, I need you to learn how to use your faith. I've been through many, 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 many seasons. And I figured this out about God, that a lot of times in the mess of our season, he's trying to give us a message. He's trying to place within you a message, not just a message of hope for you, but a message for anyone you would come into contact with. 
your mess is supposed to become a message. So that's actually what I want to title today's message. Make your mess your message. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this time. <clears throat> we say, speak. We say, hey, we're, we're here. We're listening, God. Show us your ways. Teach us. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you lead and you guide us into all truth. If we're a believer in here, you're on the inside of us. We just even become aware of you. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak even when I'm speaking, to reveal things, to give wisdom, to highlight things during this word that we read. <clears throat> yeah, God, we just say, come. We want more of you, more of you today. In Jesus' name, if you agree, say amen. Amen, amen. I want to ask you this question tonight. Have you ever been in an argument and the person you were in an argument with, they completely missed the point? Don't look at them. They completely missed the point. Anybody ever been in an argument and the other person missed, they missed the point? Um, you know, me and, me and my wife, Natalie, we've been, we've been married for 13 years. I checked with her before the message. We've been married for 13 years. And, um, and there was this one time, there was this one time where we got in a fight. Just one time. It only happened once. I can only remember one time. We got in a fight. And uh, she's, she's actually said this to me multiple times. I'm still trying to get it. I'm still learning. God's still working on me. And all the guys said amen. <laughs> she said, uh, we got in this argument. She says, listen, it's not that you're being mean. You're just not being nice. That's so why I was like, well, I don't understand. <laughs> can you explain, can you break this down for me a little bit? Like, like, you're not being mean, you're just not being nice. It's like, well, can you give me an example? Okay, like an example, like what, like what did I say? And she's like, well, well, you said blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I never said that. Anybody ever said that? It's like, no, I didn't say blah, blah, blah. What I said was blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, no, no. What you said was blah, blah, blah. And this is how you said it. And I'm like, you're probably right. <laughs> but before we knew it, we were, we were arguing about what I said, and I was miss, completely missing the point of the whole argument. The point of the argument was Keith equals jerk. Keith, stop being jerk. And I was. I'm not, not calling her out. That's exactly what I was being. But I was, I was missing the point. You see, many times in our life, because of the things, the, the, the details of life, we, we can kind of get distracted, right? We see the people of God. We see through Scripture that the people of God, you know what they did? They got distracted and they missed the point. So many of them missed the point. You know, many of you know the story of the Israelites and how they were in bondage. They were in slavery in Egypt. Pharaoh had control over them. There was hundreds of years they were in bondage. 400 years they were under slavery. But then God sent a man named Moses. And what did Moses do? He saved the people, right? He got them up out of Egypt brought them to the Red Sea. God split the Red Sea. They walked through dry ground and, 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 and he, he destroys the enemies in the process. And it's like he does this huge miracle for the Israelites, right? Scripture says they go into the wilderness, to the desert. They're there for about a, a little over a year. And then God comes to Moses and says, hey, I'm giving you a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm giving, I'm giving you some good property. It's going to be beautiful. There's going to be tons of, of blessing and favor in that land. And Moses says, okay, God, first, first you need to understand, God promised him the land. That's why it was called the promised land. 
It was a promise by God. And so what did Moses do next? We see that Moses, he gets 12 people together, 12 guys, and he's like, hey, I want you to go scout out the land. Go scout it out. See, what, see what's up there. See if, if it's good soil or bad soil. See what the people are like. Are they big or are they small? Are the cities fortified or are they not? Are they weak? Like kind of give us, and he sent them out for 40 days. And he said, hey, by the way, if you can, you get a chance to grab some, some, uh, some produce from the land, go ahead and bring that back. I mean, you know the story. They, they found a, a cluster of grapes that was so big, two guys had to carry it on a pole. Where did those grapes go? That's what I'm saying. Y'all are going to have to roll with me tonight because I'm, okay, anyway. <clears throat> you're like, well, you're not funny. It's like, okay, I'll try better. Okay. Um, so they, they bring it back. And they're like, man, look at what this land has. But if you know the story, there were 10 spies that came back. And you know what happened to those 10 spies? They missed the point. 10 spies missed the point. They came back talking about all the other things in the land. Hey, I don't know if you guys understand this, but when we were there, there were giants in the land. They're warriors. There's no way we can defeat them. We were like grasshoppers in their sight. There were two, however, that actually got the point. See, they understood that when God said, I'm giving you this land, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If God promised it, they could have it. However, there were 10 who completely missed the point. They didn't understand that Moses sent them in not to see if they would go and take it. He just wanted to know what he was up against. And 10 people missed the point. And it was those 10 people that caused the whole nation to miss the point too. You know what scripture says? It says that they went and they spread the bad report. In other words, they went about the camp saying, we are so small they are so big. And they're probably like, did you see those grapes though? Like, I know, but grapes, big grapes, bigger people, okay? We, we, we can't win. There's no way. I know, I know God supposedly said it. Moses said God said it, but Moses be tripping sometimes. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> and they spread the bad report. And they caused the whole nation to wander the desert for 40 years. They called, caused a whole generation to die off before the next generation could actually go in to the promised land. Kind of what I want you to get out of tonight is a couple things. We all know what it's like to miss the point, right? Many of us, we go through our life, we, we find ourselves in seasons. See here, here the people of God, they were in a season. They just got out of an amazing season where God delivered them. Uh, out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, did a miracle. They were kind of wandering around for a year, but it was time for them to get out of that season and into a new season of promise. But because they weren't willing to learn from the season they were in, they missed it. And I include myself in this. Many of us as Christians, you know what? We get so concerned with the details. We get so concerned with how bad our season is. We get so concerned with how messed up it all is and how it's going from bad to worse. The truth is we completely miss the point. We miss the point. We don't understand that God actually used trials, uses trials to our advantage. He says the testing of your faith produces endurance. Endurance produces character. You see, there's things that God is, is doing in us. There's things that he's wanting to break us out of and deposit into us. 
And sometimes it takes a trial. Sometimes it takes a season that we find ourselves in, wandering around, wondering what am I doing with my life? How many of you have ever been in that season? Why am I here and what am I doing? Guess what? I got good news for you. You are 110% normal. You're actually normal. The truth is you're just in a season and God's wanting to take the mess of your season and make it a message. You see, I could preach a whole message about what God wants to do for you and in you and what you need to get out of seasons, but really the point that I want you to get is that God is actually doing more than you think he is in this season. That the season that you find yourself in is actually more than just about you. It's about others. He's needing you to get the point so that the people you come into contact later on down the road, they get the point too. He needs you to get the wisdom so that later on you can give the wisdom away so that they don't have to go through the crappy season that you went through. He's wanting to share wisdom and faith and, and he's wanting to deposit things in you. He's gonna impart things in you in seasons so that when you come into contact with somebody who needs it, you can spiritually impart faith to them, impart generosity to them, impart the protection of God into them. You can give what he's given away. You can't give what you don't have. Wrote it down this way. When we miss the point of our season, we can miss the opportunity to help others when they find themselves in that same season. That's not a, that's not a, a statement filled with condemnation or shame. Or The truth is we all, we all miss it. <laughs> We've all missed it. I may be missing the season I'm in right now. But really what I want you to begin to ask God is, God, what are you doing in me in this season? That actually, see, see here's, here's what we do as believers. You ready? We go through bad seasons. We go through trials. And here's the two prayers we pray. God, why is this happening to me? Get me up out of this as soon as possible. Why is this happening? I need you to get me out of this season as soon as possible. And here's the truth about seasons. Most of the time, you don't know why you're in the season. It takes time for him to reveal it to you. It takes time for him to work things out in you. And the truth is, he doesn't want to deliver you from the season because you still need the conclusion to your message. There's still things he's wanting to place in you. There's still wisdoms he's wanting to give you. He's wanting to give you strategies. He's needing you to walk through this thing because there's someone coming into your path later on and they're gonna be going through the same thing and you gotta say, hey, hey, bro, I know where you're at right now. I know what you're feeling. Stay the course, stay committed. Keep doing what you're doing. God's actually going to work it out. Don't jump ship too early. Or on the flip side, hey, bro, I've been where you're at. I know what you're going through. It's time for you to get out. I can see that you've, you've gone through this thing long enough, or even this one. You know, the scripture says that when you are faithful with little, God will trust you with much. You know what's really hard to, to understand, what really hard for, for, to, to, to kind of accept? It's, because this, this has happened to me. I always knew if I would be faithful with the little, God would give me much. But what happens when you come to the place and you've been faithful with the little? Are you able to receive God saying, hey, You've been faithful. 
Now here's the much. Because you know what we never think? We never think we deserve it. We never really think that he could be that good. We, we, we actually look at our track record and we're like, yeah, I was kind of faithful, but probably 80% of the time, unfaithful. You know, God, do you not know how I messed up here, here, and here? And he would say, no, you've been faithful with the little. Now here is the much. I need someone to come along. I needed someone to come along and say, listen, I've seen you. You have been faithful. And guess what? What you're experiencing now, it's the more of God. It's the much of God. See, what are you going through right now that God is wanting to to develop in you so that you can help somebody? You know, one of the thoughts that I've kind of had in in some of my tougher seasons, you know, one of the the last things I've thought about is how I want to go through this season for somebody else. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like, Lord, I get the whole suffering thing. And yeah, it's all, it's all good and all the other people stuff, but like, I, I don't like this. This is actually really hard. Um, I don't care about other people. Just get me out of it. Like, quit teaching me for someone else, please. And it's like, <clears throat> when, you're, when you're in it, when you're in it, it's hard to get a new perspective. When you're in it, all you can see is the giants. When you're in it, are you following me? All you can see is what's wrong, why you can't, what won't work. But we're called to live from a higher perspective. We're called to see a different reality than what we see on the earth. We're called to call things that be not as though they were. It's called faith. And if you're in a messy season right now, or if you're not, you'll probably be in one soon. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to speak that over you. But there will be another. (laughs) I didn't mean that. I really didn't. But I will say what scripture says. There will be trials in your life, okay? When you're in that place, if you're in that place right now, I want you to flip the script. I want you to grab a hold of a new perspective today that God is doing more than what I can see. God is putting something in me even if I can't understand it. God is doing something in me even if I can't put words to it, even if I can't grab hold of it. God is doing more than what I can see in the natural. I've been through a season of transition before. In transition, if you've ever been through a, a, a big transition, it's, it's tough. It's hard. Me transitioning out of another church and coming here, it was a crazy experience for me. It started off really good, kind of got really bad, kind of got good again. There were all these things that I learned about myself. I learned about people. I dealt with the in and out of uh, the up and down of the emotions but now, two years later, I can look back and say, you know what, Lord, thank you for, for walking me through that. I'm actually thankful for the transition because you know what? If you're going through transition right now, I know this, and I'm not saying this about me. I just know what God has done. I can help you. I know I can. I know what God has shown me. That's not confidence in myself. That's confidence in the wisdom and what he imparted to me in the season. And because I, took, because I knew God was doing something, because I took out a journal and journaled every single day of that transition, you know what? When you come to me, I'm gonna have real answers. I can sympathize and I can relate. Does it sound familiar? 
Jesus said, the writer of Hebrews said this, you are not in a relationship with a Jesus who is unable to sympathize or relate to you because he's been through it all. No, you don't know about my temptation. You don't know about my sin. No, I don't, but Jesus does. And he didn't conquer it to say, nana, nana, boo, boo, look how cool I am. Walked on water too. (laughs) Bet you can't do that either. He walked through it all so that he could show you you can have power over that temptation. You do not have to fall into sin. You can get over that thing in your life. You can get out of this season. You You can quit circling the mountain. He's able to relate and he's able to give you the the grace to help you in your time of need. And I'm not saying that we need to to be, no, I am saying that. We need to be Jesus. As as far as I can tell, I haven't seen a lot, I've read a lot of scripture and all of it pretty much points to this. You should be like Jesus. You should act like Jesus. And what I'm saying is, is whatever you're going through right now, it's, it's creating a message in you. It's creating an opportunity in you that's gonna give you an ability to relate to that person who needs it most. If you've been through a tough season, how many of you would have liked someone to come along who had been through exactly what you were in and given you some wisdom? If you want that, Imagine what others are wanting around you. You see, we're not called to walk this earth as believers without answers. You were made to carry answers. You were made to carry wisdom. You were made to carry faith. You were, but here's the thing. If we miss the point of the season, that person may have to find someone else. If we miss the point of the season, if we don't understand, oh yeah, God, you know what? I, have, I, I haven't known what I was gonna do for a job for the last five years. I've been hopping around to all kinds of different things. This, this, this must be about, I'm, I must be weak. I must not have any faith. I must be this, I must be that. Can I just say this? Or maybe God has you in a season and he's teaching you. He's making this mess of yours become a message. He's letting this test become a testimony. Come on, somebody. So that one day you can walk somebody else through it. Hey, parents, imagine if you learned all you needed to learn from every season that you were in and you were able to pass along every one of those wisdoms to your kids. Imagine what their life would be like. Imagine the the ceiling that gets to become there for. I believe this is what God has called us to do. Come on, say there's more to my season than just me. He's doing more. Revelations chapter 19 says this. It says, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, every time I read this scripture, I have no idea what it means. It sounds amazing though, right? Like, like, like y'all watch this. Hey, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Did you feel it? 
See how, see how powerful that was? Yeah, still barely know what it means. You know what I'm saying? It sounds great. So I was like, Lord, what on earth does this mean? What does this mean? Let me break it down into the context that we're reading and that we're talking about today. Here's what this means. It means the testimony from your hard season becomes the prophetic word for others in their hard season. The testimony from your hard season The answer from your hard season becomes the answer for others in their hard season. The wisdom that you got out of your hard season becomes the wisdom that someone needs in their hard season. When you got out and you got what you needed, you got the faith that you needed, guess what? Your testimony literally becomes, you're you're, you're declaring the future, the prophetic word, into someone else. And and it's not something super spiritual. It literally just sounds sounds like this. Hey, I've been where you're at. You're actually going to get through that. That's not prophecy. Actually, it is. Here's what prophecy sounds like. Hey, I know it's really bad right now, but God's gonna work all things out for your good. I remember when he did it for me. Hey, I remember when I didn't know what I was going to do, but God eventually showed me. God's gonna show you. He's gonna give you an answer. He's gonna show you who you're called to be, what you're supposed to do. He'll do it. Oh man, I'm struggling financially. I don't know if we're gonna, we're gonna get through this. Oh man, let me tell you about this season where we didn't have anything, but God provided every single week. God will do the same thing for you because he's no respecter of persons. Your testimony literally becomes the prophetic word for someone else. Are you following me tonight? If you're in a season right now <clears throat> that you can't describe, I believe God wants you to be able to describe it. If you're in a season right now and you don't know what he's doing, I believe he wants to reveal what he's doing. I can't speak on the time that he'll reveal it. I can't say that you might walk through this season and he might reveal what he was doing five, ten years down the road because I've seen that happen as well. But he's not just putting you through something. And I I just want to pause right there. I've been meaning to say this. Let me just, let me make this clear. God isn't putting you through anything that would steal, kill, and destroy you or your family or anyone around you. He doesn't bring tragedy upon you to teach you a lesson. All it says in Scripture is that he tests our faith. So he'll put you in places like he did with me. I show up. I get hired on at a church. I've been there for a couple months. I'm the youth pastor, and the preacher never lets anybody speak on Sunday, and he gives me the platform on a Sunday. I'm like, you must have not been at youth on Wednesday night. Because <laughs> if you would have heard me, I probably wouldn't have got this opportunity. Testing of my faith. Well, Keith, do you believe? Do you believe I'll fill your mouth with words when you get on stage? Do you believe the Holy Spirit is who he says he is and he will give you the words to speak? See, I walked through this thing. And this is just obviously my context. That is what the testing of your faith looks like. If you're in a tough season right now, anybody in a tough season say, yeah, it's kind of tough right now. Raise your hand, somebody. A lot of people, okay, I figured that. Guess what God wants you, to, wants you to get out of a tough season? He wants you to get tougher. I know, it's crazy, right? That was good. <clears throat> if you are in a tough season, he wants you to get tougher. He wants you to get tougher. That's my translation of scripture that says, 
through trials, when your faith is being tested, he creates endurance. He creates patience. He's just making you tougher. Christians need to be a little bit tougher. That's why I encourage every parent, put your kids in sports. I, I, was, I told myself I wasn't gonna talk about this. <laughs> I really do though. Something, something where they're competing, something that, that gets them involved in life and they realize life isn't fair. It's not fair. I'm better than that person. They're still starting. I know. Stinks, doesn't it? You better, you better work harder. You better keep grinding. Do, do as much as you can do. Hey, God's with you. Give him all that he, everything that he put in you, bring it to fruition. Work. See, there's, there's things that you learn. That's just one way. But God will use anything in your life to teach you something if you know that that's what he's doing. He doesn't need us to miss the point anymore, amen? It's time for us to get the point. And it's as simple as saying, Lord, teach me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, show me, show me. If you've never journaled before, begin to journal. I even saw this. I saw people this week in our church, I'm speaking prophetically. I actually saw you guys going back, for those of you who journaled in the past, going and getting old journals and bringing them out. And you know what you're gonna realize? You're gonna realize that the season you're in, you've probably, you've actually been in it before. And God actually showed you something to it. You may have just forgot it. Or maybe he's continuing the process. Or maybe he just simply wants to show you a hard time you, that you went through and you can look at it now and be like, oh my gosh, I remember when that thing was humongous. It'll give you a little old, old uh, Texas term. You made a mountain out of a molehill. Anybody ever heard that? <clears throat> I believe it's gonna give you perspective for what you're in right now. I'll close with this. You see, there was something that all 12 spies should have came back with that day. You know the message they should have came back with? Man, you should see this land. It's flowing with milk and honey. There's all kinds of things there. It's a beautiful land. God for sure is sending us here. But you know what? There's, there's some giants that we're gonna have to defeat. It's, it's, it looks, looks really, really scary. I'm kind of scared too, but I remember what God said. And here's what they should have gone around the camp saying, hey, but do you remember? Do you remember the whole Red Sea thing? You remember that season? We were in bondage for 400 years and God just got, up out of, got us out of there like that. And guess how he did it? You remember? You, hey, hey man, do you remember? We were standing by this, this sea and it literally split and the ground was dry. Do you remember that? And then when we walked through, the enemies tried to come through and it all came back together. Was that crazy or what? So, Red Sea, giants? Oh yeah, we're straight. We're good. Surely God will deliver us. Surely God will take us in. Surely God will give us the land. 
and they should have begun to spread confidence and faith. They, but they didn't grab a hold of what happened in the season of the splitting of the Red Sea. There were two that did, maybe more. We don't know really. There was faith deposited in the people of God. That same faith, I believe personally, could have taken them into the promised land at that moment. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.